It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report podcast. The Ranger Report, yeah, the Ranger Inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter, Tyler Nielsen, and C.J. Berryman. 
Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. Uh, we are brought to you on the Fans First Sports Network, and of course, as always, presented by Dallas Sports Nation. Brought to you by Walton's, Walton's everything but the meat, and of course, on the Preferred Health Solutions hotline. Talking to today, Jared Sandler from the Radio uh, Rangers Radio Network. Jared, how are you today? How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me. Doing good. It's online studio, but hotline sounded better, so I just <laughs> went with it. <laughs> but anyway, we got Jared Sandler of the Rangers Radio Network. Jared, good to have you on, man. Hey, great, great being here. It's uh, it's nice to talk about a World Series championship winning team. Uh, that's well, and I hope first of all that you've had. Hope first of all you've had a Merry Christmas. I know we're right in the middle of the season, so yeah, Santa, you guys as well. Did Santa treat you well? Uh, I so I'm actually Jewish, so I don't. We don't do. <laughs> oh, that's I forgot about that's that. That's right. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Santa treated me well. I got to go see a movie <laughs> yesterday. I I do love Christmas. I'm a big fan of Christmas. And like a lot of young Jewish boys, I, I always wish I had a, a Christmas tree growing up. But I, I uh, yeah, Santa Santa treated me well, I guess. I, I like Santa Claus, and uh, um, he gave me a World Series, so I can't complain. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so we wanted to start with that. Of course, obviously, you were there. You were in the booth. You weren't in the booth when Eric made his call. You'd already gone down, I know. But yeah. so what was it like? I mean, you've been to you've been through, you know, you went through all the playoffs with them. What was it like to see those guys coming back in the dugout after they had won the World Series? Well, I'm sure you were out there for the the ceremony and all that. So, what was all that like for you, just as a fan of the team growing up? Yeah, it was it was surreal. Um, you know, I I guess if you grow up a Yankees fan uh, or just like a, a a New England sports fan with all the success that you know those teams have had, you just like you know, you figure it's going to happen, even if it's once a decade, that's, uh, that's a lot. And, you know, as a Rangers fan, so much of the story of being a Rangers fan is, is coming up short and heartbreak. And, uh, you know, I think Eric's call captured, you know, really the, the essence of, of the moment, uh, you just, it, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, and it was really special. I got to share the, the moment as it was unfolding with Emily Jones, which was really neat just cause you know, I, her and I are incredibly close and uh, you know, obviously she's been through, she, she maybe didn't grow up a, a diehard Rangers fan, but you know, she's been through so much being a part of this organization for 20 years. And, uh, and so, you know, I got to be alongside someone uh, who also takes great, uh, you know, joy in the success of, of the, the men and women who make up the organization. And so, uh, but yeah, to be on the field, I mean, really to be front and center, you know, with every moment uh, from the minute Josh Spores struck out, uh, could tell Marte. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. Uh, and um, I, I, I still, to this day, I mean, it's, it's months removed and I don't know that I have the right words for it, uh, but, you know, you really get to see not through a TV screen. And I, I wish all fans got the ability to see it up close and personal. You know, these, these people who put in so much, uh, to win a baseball game for 162 games in the regular season, and then however many games you know you're lucky to play in the postseason, uh, to to have that moment, it, you know it what it means to them, I, I can't even fathom. And to to see the emotion on their faces, I mean, lives changed with that, right? I mean, you 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 make it to the World Series, uh, that's great. You know, you can always yeah, say, well, oh, I, you know, I played in the World before. Series, <laughs> right? but. Uh, but, you know, for all the you know players, coaches and, and the support staff, they will forever be World Series champions. And, uh, you know, to, to experience that with them, uh, you know, and, and to, to have a front row seat was really neat. Yeah. So when that moment happened, OK, so Ben and I and Tyler, who's our third third wheel now, 
we we had it this thing's kind of gotten big so we uh we had to tyler uh he's not here today uh unfortunately but um so we were texting each other me and ben and tyler throughout the whole game throughout the whole series throughout the whole playoffs <laughs> yep but then when sporzy struck out Marte, i thought i was gonna cry and i didn't ben did oh i did yeah tyler cried I just sat there frozen and just watched <laughs> the moment. Just watched it like, is, is this real? Is yeah. this real? This is really happening? The Rangers are the world champions? And so it, it means so much to us fans who have been through all of the, you know, almost there, had the teams in the 90s that were really good, the uh, mid to late 90s. They were really good. Obviously, 2010, uh great team that actually they didn't expect to be there in 2010 which yeah. they were in 2011 they got back there and obviously the heartbreak which we won't talk about um and then to be honest i mean that going at ninth inning uh top of the ninth inning we're up 1-0 and i'm just sitting there and i just have this bad i mean this that game <laughs> six man game six of st louis it just was still clawing at me and then the Rangers uh, put Opened in some runs, and then Simeon uh, hitting that home run, that solo, that solo home run, just really felt like icing on the cake. And I it really, it, it kind of settled into me then that yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of had the same feel. I mean. It, it, yeah, you know, even if if you take away the Rangers' history and and maybe the taste in our mouths as fans experiencing the last, you know, for me, obviously not 50 years, I haven't been alive that long, but you know, to whatever degree you experience it, even if you remove that, I mean, you're up one, nothing. And and the flow of the game was such that, you know, you've, you've, you've been playing with fire the entire like game like this. Yeah. And, 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 you know, even, even the, the rare opportunity the Rangers had, it, it felt like they should have, done a better job of capitalizing on it in the know? eighth and, when they had the base loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, even in the seventh, uh, yeah. you know, you, you, you get the base hits runners at second and third and, you know, you're only able to score the one and you're just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to, what to feel, how to feel, but then you add in the context and, and when Jonah had the, the base hit that we you know in, in combination with the air scored two, I just looked at Emily uh, standing next to her and I was like, this is going to happen. And, and she's like, I used to be super stitious and she's like in some, I don't know. It's, she's kind of inconsistent with it. I, a lot of us are, that's yeah. a part of like the, the, the fraudulent it depends on the moment. Right. Yeah. But you know, at times throughout the postseason, she's like, I don't, don't say, or like, don't do this or whatever. Uh, and I just looked at her and I, I think she, she just kind of froze. Like I, she didn't really know. Cause I think she, she had my hurt. reaction just. Yeah. And then when Marcus hit the home run, we just looked at each other like, Holy crap. And our hearts started pounding because <laughs> yeah. we knew, I mean, yes, anything can happen, right. They could have come back uh, and tied the game, won the game, whatever, but it just, it, it, it felt like it was done. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I woke up, I mean, Eric tells the story. I don't know if you shared it with you guys. But when, when, I woke up that morning. I sent Eric a text. I said, I'm going to go to the liquor store. What do you want me to get? Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't in like a arrogant way. It wasn't to be cute. I just, I, I had a really good feeling it was done. I, I thought, you know, they had the Dimebacks had an opportunity uh, in game four 
to maybe get back in it with some momentum and some fear with no more Scherzer and no more Adolis. And when the Rangers uh, did what they did in game four, it just, it felt like it was done the same way that it felt like game seven was, you know, in St. Louis's game before the game even started. Right. And, and for no reason. Uh, and, but when Marcus hit the home run, it was just, it was, it was inevitable at that Seeing point. Seeing that elation Crazy. from him too. I mean, just, and that's a guy that struggled through the whole postseason. Yeah. Oh, but exactly. and there were people, people calling to get rid of him. Like whatever, dude, he had a hundred RBIs and a hundred runs scored, finished third in AL MVP voting. Shut the hell up. You know, those people, I mean, geez. Well, guys, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think it was unfair for people to, to question his place in the lineup. I mean, he was, he was really, really struggling, and not, were, not the place in lineup. They were like season. straight up wanting to get rid of him. Oh, uh, I don't, yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Well, those I people never listen to that. Um, I mean, if people are saying that, then that's just hot take for hot <laughs> well, takes. I, I do think that you know, had the Rangers not won, or had they lost to Houston or something, I think it would have been a fair conversation. Yeah. You know about you know that particular decision, but you know, there's so much that goes into those decisions, and a lot of it is. Uh, you know, not wanting to to rock the boat and create a, a level of panic. And I think in that case, uh, that probably would have, you know, been uh, it, it probably would have been a side effect. And I think it was smart for Bruce Bochy to just leave it and trust that Marcus Simeon would figure it out. Yeah. And uh, so we had Parker Bridwell on. He used to pitch for the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from my hometown, hometown kid. Um, I was the best pitcher in Hereford until he came along. <laughs> uh, and But he was talking about, you know, when he got to the bigs and he's getting a book thrown at him and all the analytical stuff, they're trying to feed, feed his head full of crap, you know. And he's like, nah, I got here by doing what I know why I can do. So I, I, I kind of looked at that, at Bruce Bochy's decision to send Sporzy back out in the ninth instead of bringing in Lekirk because – you know, he got out of that. He had the strikeouts in the eighth, got out of that jam. The emotions were extremely high. Then you get that cushion after what happened in the top of the ninth. And Bochi went by field and just said, you know what? I'm going to send him back out there because now he's had that high. Now he's calm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think I don't think that, you know, had he had he thrown Leclerc, I don't think anyone would have batted an eye, no. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that was absolutely a moment of, you know, just having the field to make a decision that uh, isn't necessarily, you know, what the playbook says you're supposed to do, but, uh, and you know, I, what would they have done if it was a one, nothing game? You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know, lost in all the the celebration and euphoria. I don't know if, if anyone asked Bruce Bochy and, and if they did, I certainly, uh, you know, didn't, uh, you know, didn't hear it or read about it, but, um, you know, Josh Spores was, was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I, I think he may as well ride the hot hand and, uh, he certainly didn't have any trouble in the ninth. Okay. So speaking of Bruce Boch, I just wanted to ask you, you were around him all year. I only covered, I think six games this year. I didn't get to very many, but what just is it about his presence? I guess that the whole team just seems so laid back every time he's around, like sort of like he does. And I know he digs into the analytics as well as uses his gut. I know he does a lot, but kind of what is it about him that you saw that sort of gave that team the the relaxation they even seem to have going into game seven in Houston? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are a couple of things. One, I, I just think this team in general, like the personalities on this team, it's it's a very relaxed, low-key group, especially when you think about 
the the guys who you would envision being the leaders if you know if your best player is supposed to be your leaders which i think is a, a flawed uh philosophy but uh you know you you do turn to your best players because they're going to be in the lineup every day and you know Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon are they're they're even keel right and Nathan Avaldi's been there and done that you know on the mound and uh you know you, you think about uh Max Scherzer he's not necessarily someone you'd say is you know, an, an even keel personality, but he's incredibly confident and has also been there and done that. And, uh, and, and, and Josh Young and Evan Carter, I mean, not that you're looking at those guys to lead you, but you know, those guys play critical roles and played, again, played huge roles in the, in yeah. their roles improperly. Right. And Jonah Heim, I mean, we're not talking about a bunch of volatile personalities here. So, uh, and, and so then, you know, you got your guys like Adolis Garcia and Nathaniel Lowe, who, They've got the the personalities, and you need that. But I, I think that it, it was a great combination. I think that Bruce Bochy fits really well with this this group, and I think this group fits really well with Bruce Bochy. Uh, I, I think, in fairness to Bruce Bochy, I think he can fit well with a lot of groups. Uh, but you know, throughout the season, I just think his this is a team that wants to stay calm, and when you've got a manager who inherently is going to be calm because he's navigated these storms before it, it gives them the permission to remain calm. And, you know, I think he played such a huge role in, in that regard. Now we, we know about the lineup decisions because every game we see a lineup, we know about the bullpen decisions because every game we view uh, and, and, and consume the strategy that's made in, in, in those regards. But in talking to the players and coaches, I mean, first of all, any manager does so much more than just that, a good manager at least. And it's just awesome all year talking to some of the coaches, talking to some of the players about conversations they had with Bruce Bochy. And it's so clear that, I mean, he, this guy knows the game, as you would imagine, at a really high level, uh, but he also can play the game in the manager's role in, in a really unique way. Uh, and, I, you know, I remember Bobby Wilson talking to me a couple of years ago about playing for Mike Sosha and how Mike Sosha just, it, it never seemed like he missed anything. Uh, and, you know, little things, little details, little, you know, elements of strategy, thinking ahead an inning, two innings, five innings at a, you know, at a time. And, uh, and I asked Bobby Wilson about that this year and he said, Bruce Bochy is the exact same way. And, and there just aren't many managers who are able to do that. That's what separates them. And, and I, I don't know that I can, you know, sit here and give significant or specific examples because I'm not in the dugout with them. But it just seems like in talking to people, that's a part of what he brings to the table. All right. You mentioned Adolis a minute ago. What is it with Houston that he just <laughs> he just turns it up? Well, uh, I think, yeah, I think, you know, I remember like growing up, the guy for me, I mean, whether it was Michael Jordan or on the baseball field, Derek Jeter, uh, you know, you always talked about being clutch. Right. And And how guys, certain guys got better in those moments. I, I don't, I, I've never felt like guys can get better. I think that guys can limit the degree to which the moment gets to them. Uh, I, I think that what separates guys who are quote unquote clutch versus guys who aren't, it's that the guys who are clutch are simply themselves, right? You know, they, their abilities remain uh, on par. Now, it's not to say that they can't perform at a higher level or anything. I just think with Adolis Garcia, I don't think the moment bothers him. And uh, I don't think, yeah, I, th I think he hungers for those moments. Yeah. I, I just, you know, in the booing, 
Adolis Garcia is who he is. You know, we can point to the fear in game six because he had swung and missed at every single pitch in the state of Texas until that, <laughs> you know, that home run, his last until he hit the granny. <laughs> yeah. But that's Adolis, right? It's not like we don't see Adolis do that uh-uh. during the season. And so yeah. um, now Adolis is a streaky player and, you know, the reality is we like to look at this romantically, but <laughs> Adolis could have, you know, entered the playoffs on a cold streak and, yeah it could have gone a totally different direction. He's very streaky, but he got off on the right foot, starting with that home run against Zach Eflin in game two of that Tampa Bay series. And he just kind of kept on rolling after that. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, it, was, it really was incredible to watch him. But okay, so offseason Rangers have lost some people already. They lost Mitch Garber. They lost, uh, well, we think, we don't know if Jordan Montgomery's coming back or not. But this team, with, with everybody on the injured list right now, I mean, I think they're good enough to make another run this coming year. Originally, when CJ and I talked last year, the year before, I had picked 2024 as my year. I thought the Rangers had a chance to make it to the World Series. So do you looking at this roster? I know it's not built yet, but do you see a reason why they can't compete again in 2024 for the World Series? No, I, I don't. I mean, it's uh, other than if you want to just throw out how difficult it is yeah, uh, to, to repeat, um, you know, it hasn't been done in uh, multiple decades. But no, I mean, roster wise, I don't. I don't feel that way. I, I think, uh, you know, you, you consider Evan Carter. I, I know it's easy to say, well, he should be better. It, it doesn't always work that way right away in baseball. But, mm-hmm. you know, you've you got a full year of Evan Carter. you got another full year of Josh Young. Uh, you've got, uh, Laoti, Laoti. Yeah. Laoti. And now not all these guys are, are necessarily going to get better. I do think though, that there, there is a level of confidence that is gained sometimes by players when they, when they win a world series. And so, yeah, I, I, I do think that this team is built to compete for a world series again. Will they do it? I mean, it's incredibly difficult to repeat. I, I think what's exciting is that right now, this front office has put together a roster that uh, appears, you know, poised to compete not just next year, but 
for multiple years. And that can change in a you know, snap of a finger. Uh, it, it's not guaranteed, but they do look good. Uh, but I, I do think that, you know, they, they've got they've got room to improve, obviously. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to make some moves you know, within the margins to do that. Well, and you mentioned the front office and the job they've done with the major league roster. They've also done a hell of a job with the minor league, you know, the minor leagues, um, you know, being able to make the trades, having the assets to make the trades to get, you know, Chris Stratton and Jordan Montgomery and and to get to roll this chat, even though we miss Cole. Cole Cole's one of our favorites. He, he loves coming on the podcast with us. But, uh, you know, it, but having those assets that, you know, Justin Foskey, I mean, there there's a lot of guys, Blaine Krim. A lot of guys that are kind of blocked that can be used in a trade, but Chris Young's just not wheeling and dealing, just throwing them around. He's, I think he's being cool, calculated, and, and I love that we're not hearing anything. I, I, I just, I don't like hearing, okay, the Rangers are doing this, Rangers are doing that. You hear things about, okay, so and so is talking to, you know, this team's talking to Yamamoto, you know, this team's doing this, this team's in. Uh, the Rangers are not in that, and I think that's an indictment or not an indictment um, indicative of, of just how well I think Chris Young is doing his job. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it starts, it started with John Daniels. Uh, I, I, I feel compelled to you know, bring that up because if you look at a lot of the guys, I mean, they were acquired under John Daniels watch with his, yep. uh, you know, his, 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 uh, vision kind of leading the charge, you know, Jonah Heim, Nathaniel Lowe, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Josh Young, Evan Carter, Leody Tavares, Adolis Garcia, John Gray, uh, Jose Leclerc, Josh Spores. I mean, those guys were all acquired by John Daniels. Uh, and, and, and Chris Young has built off of that. Uh, and he's done a great job. Uh, this farm system has you know, some really appealing names at the top. I think, you know, now, as is always the case, they, you know, when you are winning, you, you're in a position now where they, you know, need to continue to build depth. I do think there's a little bit of a fall off, you know, after Carter, who, you know, I think is still considered by some a, a prospect because of, you know, service time. He's still going to be a rookie. And Wyatt Langford, uh, yes, Brock Porter is super exciting, but he's years away. Uh, yep. Same with, uh, you know, Sebastian Walcott and Gutierrez and, and these guys. They don't, you know, as far as guys who are knocking on the doorstep, there's a drop off from Carter and, and Langford to the next group and, and they need to, you know, to, to fill that gap. But this is a farm system that, uh, you know, is not bare and is, is a group that is going to help this team compete either directly by growing players from the farm system to the major league roster or, uh, you know, in trades, be it this off season or, you know, this coming trade deadline. Yeah. And, and another one is Kumar Rocker. And yeah, he had uh, Tommy John, you know, unfortunately, but he was rocking it. In high A, I mean, he was he was obviously way too good uh, <laughs> for high A, very very good. Um, and he was I we were talking about it, me and Ben, back when he had his injury. I was like, he was he was about to get called up double A. Um, there's no doubt because he was he was too good. And uh, you know, Brock Porter, another one, Porter, it, but he's a young kid. He's going to have to grow through the system. So uh, I do want to kind of turn this over to. We again had Parker Bridwell on, and he actually was drafted by the Orioles, and he and Jonah Heim came up together through that minor league system. And he said that he was most invested. He's a Rangers fan, obviously. Uh, he grew up here, you know, my hometown. But he said I was most invested in it because of Jonah Heim. 
because I love that guy. And, um, you know, all he's had to go through to get where he's at. And, and I said, okay, he's, he's the top rated catcher as far as what they call pitch framing, right, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. Pitch framing. And he, uh, and he was like, absolutely. I mean, you could see it to, you know, in the minors and, um, I didn't know what a big league catcher looked like uh, at the time because we were on the same level. But I had a feeling, you know, a special feeling about Jonah Heim. And, and, and Jonah was a, obviously a very, very influential and very effective part of this team. Yeah, he was. And, you know, when the Rangers acquired him, there's so much attention paid to the fact that they had traded Elvis Andrews. And yeah. uh, the biggest name that the Rangers got in return was Chris Davis. But the deal was never about Chris Davis. It was about Jonah Hyman, Dane Acker. You know, Chris Davis mm-hmm. was just someone they had to take to make the money work and, and sending Elvis Oakland's way. Uh, and in Jonah, he had made his major league debut uh, that season uh, actually, you know, against the Rangers or, or got his first hit against the Rangers. And, you know, his, he was blocked by Sean Murphy. You know, he was a, a highly sought a, uh, after prospect, but, you know, the question with Jonah was, you know, whether he'd hit enough, uh, you know, there was never any doubt. He was a, a polished uh, major league ready catcher from uh, a defensive perspective, but you know, no one knew whether he'd really hit enough, but uh you know, sometimes it takes switch hitters a little longer to develop, especially switch hitting catchers because of all that goes into the preparation. And uh, Jonah took a huge step in the right direction this year. Uh, and, you know, hopefully he can keep on going. You know, he's a big guy and, and they put a lot of mileage on that body. And so I'm sure he really needed the offseason as much yeah. as anyone. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's no doubt. It, you You could point to any one of a number of guys and say, you know, he was the X factor or the fact that he was as good as he was, was the reason why, you know, they had the success they had. And, and Jonah's certainly, you know, among that group is a, you know, an all-star starter and there just really aren't a, a ton of great two-way catchers in major league baseball anymore. And uh, he's on a very short list, at least, uh, you know, the performance he had last year puts him yeah. on that short list. I'm glad you pointed that out, Jared, that you can look at a number of guys like Ezekiel Duran. Somebody was always stepping up. Like when Corey Seager was out, Ezekiel Duran played out of his mind yeah. and, and yeah. was just crushing the baseball. I mean, and then, you know, Robbie Grossman, you know, he had he was kind of streaky as well. But um, he's also going to make the pitcher work, you know, make the pitcher work. And that's that's the most impressive thing, I think, uh, watching the Rangers this season was their patience at the plate, especially Evan Carter. A young kid like that taking a fastball in the World Series this far <laughs> off the plate. And then the next one hitting a double. Full you know, count Carter. Yeah, full <laughs> count Carter. So, I mean, it, 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 you can point it's, to yeah. so many guys that just stood up, you know, stood up and stood out and, and filled in the roles when they needed to. And Dane Dunning is a is a very good example. I, I call him the MVP of the season because yeah, he was the pitcher of the year and he should have yeah, been. Yeah. 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 Because DeGrom goes down, everybody's kind of down in the dumps, and <laughs> Dane Dunning just comes in and goes, hold my beer. <laughs> well, he reminded me of David Murphy when Josh Hamilton went down in 2011 yeah. or 2012. Murphy stepped in and hit like 12 home runs during the stretch that Hamilton was out. And everybody's like, where did that come from? But Murphy was always a great hitter, but he sort of stepped up in that moment. But Jared, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about your charity that you do. We wanted to, to, to have you talk about that just a little bit before we let you go. Well, yeah, no, I appreciate it. We had a, a great event this past December at uh, Globe Life Field is the first time we've we've had it there. And Kind of good timing, you know. It wasn't saying we decided after the year. We had that all lined up all the way back in uh, February, and so 
uh, it was really cool. I think selfishly beyond the charitable aspect, it was just cool to, to showcase globe life field after winning uh, the world series. And, uh, uh, it was neat to have that kind of as a, as a backdrop of the event, but, um, it, it was a blast. We had uh, over 800 people there, uh, and we were able to raise, I think we actually just, we're still getting some, uh, some checks in, uh, tied to the event. And, uh, I think we're approaching $450,000 raised, which is, uh, nice. which is really neat. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, the charity uh, for, for people who aren't aware, um, you can go to the sandlot.org for more information, but we, we raise money to support kids with physical and intellectual disabilities to try and break, uh, the financial barrier, uh, between, uh, you know, these kids and their families and, uh, you know, the, the challenge financially of getting involved in athletics and, and active programming. Uh, and so, uh, you know, with the, the money raised, we're going to be able to do that in, in ways bigger and better than we've ever been able to do through our grant program and, you know, really looking forward to that and seeing what sort of a difference we can make, uh, through, you know, the applicants for, uh, this coming cycle. And, uh, it just, the charity continues to grow and I'm so blessed yeah. to have a wife who is such a rock star and, and, you know, doing this alongside me and all the work that she does and, uh, a board and, and a team that, you know, they put in so much work and, and so many different areas, uh, to help us have the success that we've been able to have. And, and obviously, uh, all that can be great, but without, uh, you know, a tremendous giving community, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. And so for the people who, you know, continue to show up for us, uh, it, it means the world. And I'm, I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, we had a, uh, a successful event by all accounts and looking forward to, you know, doing bigger and better next year. Uh, yeah. And Sandler, I'm so damn proud of you for doing that. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a great charity, damn honorable thing you're doing and and we appreciate that so much and you know i i'm a combat veteran um i tried to donate just a little bit out of each paycheck to the wounded warrior project um to help other veterans that i mean i i'm lucky i came back with my limbs intact you know yeah uh, i have my mental issues which i see a counselor and and I'm taking care of that, but, um, you know, a lot are not as fortunate as I am. I mean, I'm here talking to Jared Sandler for God's sakes, <laughs> you know, with all my limbs intact. So, um, I, that's, that's one thing that I, I always make sure I, I, I try to donate to is, is the wounded warrior project. Yeah. Um, and so, I'll just say this too. Sorry. Just cause you bring that up. I always feel a little bit guilty whenever I talk about the charity. Cause I mean, there's so many amazing causes. You out should there, not right? feel, you should not. Uh, yeah. but, but also, I mean, the only thing I ask people, I'm, I'm not very good at like asking people to donate, but what I always try and include there, if I'm you know not pressed for time, is there's so many great causes out there, so many uh, you know charities that do such great work, and uh, you know we're obviously honored when people choose to support Sandlot, but I just as long as people, whether it's financially or, or through their time, uh, you know they, they find a cause that means something to them like the wounded warrior project, obviously, you know, for you and, and the personal tie, uh, it, it all, it all goes a long way. And I'm, I'm grateful for people who support Sandlot. I'm grateful for people who don't support Sandlot, uh, but support other causes because yeah. they all deserve attention. They all deserve time and, and money or whatever people can give. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, there are people out there who are willing to, uh, uh, find something that's, you know, bigger than themselves and, and give back to it. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I, I told you this um, when we were talking, I guess it was a month ago or whatever, trying to get this thing uh, scheduled up um, that we wanted to highlight that, uh, highlight your charity and make sure that people knew 
uh, about the Sandlot charity and um, now people will, and hopefully you get more donations. Um, so thank you very much for doing that Sandler. And no, I, appreciate you guys. I cannot um, let you go without talking a little soccer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sandler and I, our whole sports teams are aligned, including soccer. Uh, we are Tottenham Hotspur fans, except USC. And well, that's what I say. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm a Notre Dame guy. I'm, I'm, I went to West Texas A&M University and got my two degrees. I got a master's in psychology just recently, by the way. So, oh, congrats! Uh, yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, but I'm I'm Catholic. You're Jewish. <laughs> um, you went to USC. I'm a Notre Dame guy. But uh, we do have one thing in common, and uh, Ben's going to probably tune out on this one. But, uh, <laughs> Soccer, when it comes to the EPL, we are Tottenham fans, and I think we might be getting back in the Champions League this year. Yeah, I feel good about it. They've been a lot of fun to watch, even even in uh, matches they lose, as frustrating as that is. It's a different brand of ball, and uh, I've had a lot of fun. They've, they've, they've done really well considering a lot of the injuries they've dealt with, so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a tough match on Thursday against Brighton, but... Uh, I think it's Thursday, Thursday or Friday, Thursday. I think. I believe it's Wednesday. I think. I don't think it's Wednesday. I don't think it's tomorrow. I could be wrong though. Uh, my days are all messed up because of the holiday. But yeah, uh, my, mine are too. But uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, it's never easy to go on the road and and face Brighton by the sea. But uh, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch. I I enjoy watching. I enjoy watching with my dad and my my one of my nephews has gotten really into it, which has you know been a lot of fun and. Every once in a while, my, my wife knows uh, who some of the players are. So we were walking. I forget we were walking the other day, but we saw an advertisement, uh, and and it was for one of the watch companies. And Sonny was uh, was the model for it, and she got excited seeing him because she knows. Who <laughs> so he is. Sony, Sony, yeah, uh, young son, yeah. and young so, son men, young son, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so that was that was cool. But uh, it's kind of a family thing, I guess, for us. And uh, I, I it, when I was growing up, Tottenham was kind of ass, so. Uh, it's nice that Tottenham's uh, competing at uh, the top of the table. Yeah, so that yeah, we got a chance there. And yes, you were right. It's Thursday at one thirty p.m. Um, so are you like me, like a, a nut job sports fan like me? And uh, do you set your alarm for like the seven a.m. games on Sundays to get up and watch them? I go to the bar at at six a.m. when we kick it. <laughs> you go to the Londoner, the Londoner. No, no, we want no. The Irishman is the the Dallas Spurs. Okay. Oh. Home base. I don't. I don't okay. mess with the Londoner and all their dirty fans. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, I if I'm not at the bar, I'm watching it in bed, or I, you know, I bring my iPad. I think uh, before I forget who we were playing. It might have been Leicester, but uh, before game two against the Orioles, I think uh, uh, Tottenham had a match, and so I, I took a separate. I got. I took an earlier bus than normal to make sure I got there, so I don't have to be on the bus during the match and. <laughs> Post it up and watch the uh, watch from the 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 booth. But yeah, no, I try not to miss. I unfortunately because of work and life, I right. end up missing maybe more matches than I'd like. But uh, if there's any window or opportunity uh, opportunity for me to watch, then I'm I'm gonna be watching. All right, we need we need to talk more Spurs, bro. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right hey, but- come on, you Spurs. <laughs> yeah. You're not right, gonna get a singer. I don't really sing, but uh, <laughs> come on, but, you Spurs! When, when I'm drowned out by everyone else at the bar, I'll then you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jared Sender, thank you so much for your time tonight, man. We really do appreciate it. Hey, you got it, guys. Have a great night. Thanks so much for having you me. too. Thanks, Jared. That's Jared Sandler, everybody. With that we dropping. 
Yep. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.